0: All right, welcome to episode four of the podcast. Today, we will be talking about globalization and industrialization. Yeah, all that fun stuff. So, globalization is uh, the interconnectedness of different national economies on a global scale. How the U.S.'s economy is tied to Britain's economy, which is tied to France's economy, And how the most
1: of the world is connected in their economic systems. Because of specialization in trade, there's one country that's going to produce, it's going to specialize in something the world needs, and then they become integral to the system. Like Taiwan and microchips, and how Mm -hmm.
0: we have to keep on supporting Taiwan because they give us our microchips.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Taiwan. Yeah, we we love Taiwan. Thank you, Taiwan. Um, we, we can make our own microchips. We should be making
0: our own microchips. We probably should be, but...
1: We're using, we we're using Taiwanese uh, children in the in labor camps to do it, but, you know...
0: I don't think there's labor camps in Taiwan. What about? You can look it up, but I'm pretty sure Taiwan... I mean, I'm not gonna... Deny we got labor it, camps so here. I'm not gonna... I don't think it's, like, as bad as, like, you know, full-on labor camps, but I don't think it's, like, the best... Kind of, let's just think of the iPhone factories uh, in China. Foxconn. Like, it, once you're done with that, you can look up Foxconn uh, Supply and Factory. Because they have a... It's, like, 12-hour workdays, no breaks. And uh, and they have these nets on, like, the side of the building that are literally there because people were, like, tried to
1: jump off and, like, kill themselves. It's awful.
0: Oh, that was, like...
1: Yeah, I mean, I we all know that. That's, like... That exists. No, and there was, a,
0: there was like, a full-on, like, like, breakout, like, riot at one of these things. And it's crazy because nothing came out about it. The only stuff that came out about it came out, like, two and a half weeks later. And it was from, like, the only evidence they had was two photos. Right. One of them was of people, like, surrounding something, like, with their hands up, like, they were breaking up. And the other one was someone picking up a railing and throwing it at someone. Yeah. It was like, that was the only proof that there was something going on there. It's like crazy how little we knew. And, you know, I don't know if they would tell Apple. I would assume they wouldn't. Like, if I was in charge of Foxconn, I probably wouldn't be telling my main uh, trading partner, hey, the people are revolting right now and they hate us. I'd probably just be like, ah, oh, things are going great, you know, no
1: problem. But see, what, what economic system incentivizes that? Hmm? The, the, you know, we're talking about China being communist, right? Their communist yeah, party. Yeah. How communist are they? Because that economic system, the one, the one that incentivizes the exploitation of workers, the one that incentivizes forced labor, is capitalism. Are, are they being more capitalist in this instance? And is is the only part of their system that we don't like actually the capitalist part of it?
0: Well, I think, I, you know, if you want to go this deep, you could say that we have beef with China because, uh, you know, we need a reason to keep our military spending high and uh, stuff like that.
1: Because we do need that.
0: We do, yeah. Because, well, I mean, we can never, I don't think the U.S. is ever going to be in a position where we're like, not in war. There's no enemies. We just need to, have no enemies, yeah. We should focus on our own defense. That's the main. Like, obviously, yeah. You go back eighteen hundreds, sure. When we had isolationist policy, yeah, we were like, we gotta defend the U.S. That's all we care about. And then we just like
1: we just like didn't participate in the uh, French Revolution. That was really it. That was yeah, <laughs> which I mean, we totally could have. Maybe we should have.
0: Yeah. whatever. Uh, because you know they kind of helped us out.
1: They helped us out. We helped them, but we had we had better offer, honestly. Um, um, well, no, because that was what uh, eighteen. That was like.
0: I'm, I'm not good with european history what year was that uh that was early 1800s yeah all right we're gonna look this up really quick what year was the french revolution this
1: is important then it might tell you it's 2023 This just one going on right now french Revolution's happening again right now
0: okay i saw like yeah i saw like one trash can on fire there they are revolution here we go 1789 to 1799 so that was actually i could have swore it was like early to mid 1800s but yeah that was like no it makes sense actually why we didn't help uh, cuz we we're just it's like just too early it, yeah we we got our independence like you know
1: what 80 no 70 yeah if it was the 1930s totally different yeah even 1870s totally different I'm talking about the 1700s. even i mean i'd say
0: 1820s on 1820s. It's just the fact that it started, like anything, when John Adams. I'm pr- no, yeah, that would have been when uh, John Adams was president, because Jefferson was ninety six to eighteen o four, so it probably would have been yeah, would have been when Jefferson or when Adams was in office. So our, our second person, because I'm pretty sure came under fire for like not helping out the uh, French because. They were Jefferson deep, went
1: to France. He was like the he was a like diplomat. Yeah, yeah.
0: Jefferson was the French diplomat.
1: And um, he would have helped if he was president for sure.
0: Oh one, yeah, if he was in charge, we probably I don't. Because the thing was is that when France helped us out, they were established as a world power. They had been a world power for hundreds of years. Yeah. And then we were just starting off. We were like you know.
1: Ten years old. Even I have, don't. We even have our barely on our constitution now. Yeah,
0: and I really don't think they were that mad at us over that either. Like, I wouldn't say that the French were like. I mean, they they pulled it off on their own. You know, they they were able to. And they went on.
1: back to the system that put them there. Interestingly. Yeah. They, they spent too much time in the anarchistic chaos, between between systems between. And they could never actually form.
0: And then the one and the people who were like, guys, we have our solution.
1: It was just like the same. Go thing.
0: back. Yeah, and they're like, we got this guy, Napoleon. You guys are going to love him. Yeah. Uh, and then they exiled him. And then they're like, Napoleon, we need you to come back. And then he came back. Uh, and now he gets movies named after him. They have a uh, Joaquin Phoenix playing him in an upcoming movie. So go, Napoleon. Uh, yeah. You know, there's that. There's a. Uh... But no, I really. I, I honestly. I don't think that. You know. Because that probably would have. Created a much stronger tie between the U.S. and the, uh, and, uh, and France. But I think there already was, like, that strong enough relation between them from the American Revolution that it probably didn't matter,
1: uh, that we didn't help them. Plus, we helped them out again in Vietnam.
0: <laughs> We're coming <laughs> for them. I would say World War One and Two was probably a bit more of, like, a, you know, help to them than being, like, we kind of, like... Took, we, we showed up in Vietnam We're like We're ready to help you And then They left immediately That was kind of their revenge uh, For it And they, like, they left us there Well we could have pulled out too But then we Well we pulled too. out 10 years later
1: you know? I think the things That we did in Vietnam you don't even begin like, like They were so bad Like well, the worst things ever Were done in Vietnam But But I don't think it's It's, it's hard to compare it To what we did Around Vietnam Because we wanted to cut off Vietnamese trade routes from from outside, you know, mm-hmm. other Southeast, Southeast Asian countries. And, like, Laos. Laos received a, I believe it's a plane full of bombs every 10 minutes. a Every 10 minutes for seven years. You know how much damage that is to Laos? Like, ecologically, that's, like, also, we, we also used to use, like, I think it's, like, we'll call it rain powder. Agent Orange? No, that, my grandma was it with. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm and she she died of cancer um get yeah. um, yeah, her all like kind of what it does yeah uh, has, it does yeah you know. um and um but it was like this rain power stuff and they they would use it to they'd drop it over certain areas where it'd be raining and it would make it like impossible to to move supplies in vietnam because they would things would get so muddy so certain areas of Vietnam are just like so ecologically damaged. So it, it was like super rain
0: where it would like
1: yeah no it would it would end the it would end the dirt. <laughs> so the dirt we, would...
0: we made super rain. We started. Uh, we
1: got rid of Earth.
0: Well, I mean, and when it comes like stuff like Agent Orange, and you know, the guy who created that, or not, I, it wasn't one person. It was a group of people. The people who created that, a decent amount of them, we got from Operation Paperclip. I'm talking uh, about nazis no, yeah, yeah i mean it's the same way with the uh, spacers i mean the u.s and the soviet union kind of were like oh let's see who can get the most and then uh they kind of only got like certain classification like we got the uh we got the uh engineers and the uh chemists while they got the physicists so that's kind of like the, how the trade went that's exactly how yeah. the trade went
1: and, um, we... Our, our chemical ones were kind of like, oh, We still almost lost that space race.
0: We did almost lose it. Uh,
1: the mo- could... Most would say we did. Well... Depending on how you look at it. Like, yeah, who got to space first? They, they did. did. Who got people in space first? They did. They who did. got the first woman in space first? They did. Who got the first animal in space okay, first? Okay, the animal in space thing's hilarious, but yes. Uh, they did. That was them as well. So, uh, But,
0: who got the first animal back? We did. Is that true? That is, we, back. we did win animal back. Uh, they lumped like, four, thing, four animals in the space, and then we did one with the intention of... Because their intent was never to bring the animal back. they so trying to get the animal out there. They just wanted to see what would happen. They were like, I'll just like, put one up there. And they did, and it died. And they're like, I wonder why it died. It's like, ah, no oxygen. Shocker. And then they like, really did it three more times just to make sure. They're like, maybe, yeah. maybe it was just, like, a natural death, you know?
1: Yeah, maybe it was too much thrust. Uh,
0: but no, that is a very interesting thing to think about is if the
1: US actually won the space race or not. And what if they hadn't, what if we hadn't? We changed the narrative to make it seem like the space race was getting to the moon. But. I the, mean. The space race? It was in the moon race.
0: I. You can make that case, but I think for the US, the end goal was always to make it to the moon. Uh, you have Kennedy's speech where he's like. My promise to the American people is that by you know the end of the decade or whatever, we'll make it to the moon. To the moon. Uh, which was that was kind of like the Kickstarter for. Because uh, okay, you can't. Make the, I think the first leg was. Uh, here's what I'll. Here's what I'll say. I think the first leg of the space race was who can make it to uh, space first. Because yeah. that's what it was. You know, putting satellites up there with the intention of spying on other people.
1: Yeah, or making it uh, so that you can
0: like pinpoint accurate,
1: uh, yeah. pinpoint accurate coordinates and then nuke them.
0: That's what it was. That was the first leg, and then I think after the Kennedy, uh, you know, space like speech or whatever during his inauguration, it kind of opened up a second leg that was like, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta like go to the moon because Kennedy said we should," and then we made it to the moon. We did make it to the moon. Uh, we did do that first, and. I think the Soviets might have made it to the moon first, but they had a budget cut, like, r- like, things were ramping up. It looked like we were neck and neck for making it to space, and then they, for some reason, they had this, like, pretty big, like, budget cut yeah in their space program, uh, which is why they, one of the reasons why they won the first leg is because... The US's budgeting for the uh space program under the Eisenhower administration we couldn't properly allocate was funds. pretty low. We did not allocate
1: a lot of money. We I don't think we could, honestly, because we needed we needed the, the market to decide where the money went. Yeah. And we couldn't get the money to go there. But planned systems allow you to instantly move the money. And so then we moved it to space. And I'm sure people starved because of that. Um, and the USSR decided to, at the end, cut their funds to space, probably move it to, to food, or some, some sort they, they put it towards weapons, uh... That, that also makes sense, they,
0: yeah, to it defending would, Yeah, weapons. it wasn't, it wasn't like they put it towards, like, uh, we're gonna help out the people, or it's, you know...
1: Well, they're helping themselves to defend from the US. Well, what did we do to attack them? We, we overthrew, like, 17 countries that are all then opposed. Like, like, we were all... That like, was before... This There's, was, this you know, was like 60s. We didn't do it until like the 70s or 80s. They were just, true. They, they, they started, the like arms race of the 60s was started by them. The arms race is historically, you need like a lot of surroundings. But basically, from what the research I've done in the USSR was that the, the USSR was not ready for, for anything, any sort of race. They were industrially behind throughout the 30s. And then and then caught up just the five year plan. Yeah, they, they had the five year plan and they were yeah. you know back on track. And then, and they caught up in five years and they became a global superpower in like twenty years and what took us forever. Um, but they did it very quickly.
0: Well, I mean, Russia was already a pretty big, a pretty powerful nation before that.
1: In terms of size, in terms of say yes, in terms of actual industrial output, food output. Resources. Well, I mean,
0: you could say the same trade. thing about the French and all their stuff. Like, I wouldn't say the, France the, was ever it, like, oh, yeah, was economic superpower of France. It was more of like, they this, had a lot of influence. In Portugal, you could make the case for Spain. Those are
1: both massively imperialistic countries. Those are countries Which, that yeah, so that's control, why. They colonize. I mean, Russia you can make the same colonial. case
0: for Russia. That Russia was imperialist in the, when they, you know,
1: I mean, eh. Imperialist in the sense that they were incorporating countries next Yeah, I was going to say, it
0: depends on if you could call that imperialist or not. Or just they, like, hey, do you guys want to join my alliance? And then it's like, we, they get like 20 nations. They're like, all right, we're now one country. And then they're like, oh.
1: Well, it stays and stuff, but yeah. yeah. It's
0: it it like, interesting. I, I did this report recently on the Azer- Armenia-Azerbaijani war, which was, uh, if you want to look back far enough, it's the cause behind it is the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Because, so there's this region in Azerbaijan that was like heavily, or what is now Azerbaijan. That's, like, 80% Armenian. And it's, like, 50 miles into Azerbaijani territory. Mm -hmm. So they're fighting over it. They go to war with the territory, like, three times. Uh, And if you look back, it's because the Soviet Union didn't have any borders, really. Within. Within.
1: Yeah,
0: sure. Where, if you're in Armenia, you can freely travel to Azerbaijan. Like, they had borders, but it was more just, like... Are you Armenian? Yes. Are you going to Azerbaijan? Yes. Congratulations. Welcome. Right. Uh and that free travel made it so it wasn't a problem that the Armenians were living in Azerbaijan. But then once the Soviet Union fell, they just kind of stuck with the same borders that they already had, which like Oh yeah. which left a ton of Armenians in there. And then uh but yeah, it's like you could call that like a a result of imperialism or you can just say it was Negligence on the Soviet Union's part or you can make the case for that. It was Armenian Azerbaijan's fault that they didn't settle it after Because they willingly made the choice to just you know stick with whatever uh, Borders were pre-existing for them.
1: I would say in the 90s or in the late 80s 90s Totally USSR's fault. I mean we're we're talking about a crumbling collapsing nation Which I think you know you
0: could so yeah You could want some place to bail on them But you wouldn't say like they had better things to worry about like you know
1: the collapsing... Of not... Yeah, not crumbling. I, I think that the end of the USSR coming down... That the the way it did end with it did... Uh, Gorbachev, right? Um, was it Gorbachev or was it... It was Gorbachev, yeah. Yeah. Um, Gorbachev was a sellout. A revisionist. Kind of like a liberal. Um, basically, like... Totally sold out. Like the... The revolutionary... Ideas of the USSR at the time. And...
0: I want to say he was the first one to, like, say that, like, Stalin was a bad person.
1: I think he... Let me talk about this last time. Um, The way that that Stalin and Lenin kind of operate, right? It's like a... Like, the way that they're elected, right, let's say. Sure. Um, You know, sometimes people think, like, oh, they they were dictators. And we know that they weren't because the, the CIA documents... Say that they heavily propaganded the American educational systems and towards like rhetoric that made him a dictator. Well,
0: I mean, Lenin, I wouldn't say was a dictator. Stalin, I think he kind of was like a, I wouldn't call him a good leader. I wouldn't call good, him an amazing son.
1: leader, but the U.S. the CIA was like, dude, we like whole we like made a bunch of stuff about him and we're like horribly like over exaggerating like how bad he was. I think it's it so yeah. Sure, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll concede that it's over-exaggerated, but I still would say that he's not a good person.
1: A good person? I mean, or none of the good, Well, yeah, none them are. good persons.
0: Huh? None of the presidents we've Jimmy, harder, no, Jimmy but... Carter. He's Jimmy, <laughs>
1: Jimmy Carter. Like Jimmy Carter. He's Jimmy a kind
0: of yeah, old man. Um, uh, well, I mean, yeah, Lennon... Lennon was just you kind know, of like, hey, let's get these people together, you know, let's do this, do that. Uh, You know, you know a lot more about the whole... Like, I know these are amount of Soviet history. What do you think would ha- would have happened if Trotsky
1: took power over Lenin, over Stalin? Well, uh, Lenin actually... Lenin didn't want Stalin to, to follow him. He didn't want Trotsky either. He didn't want either of them to follow him. He thought that someone else would be better suited for it because Stalin was too... Which I think is a place. common
0: misconception is that a lot of people assume that because he didn't want Lenin, because he didn't want Stalin, he wanted Trotsky.: No, he didn't
1: want either of them, because Stol- Trotsky was too revisionist. And he was going to sell out the revolution. And then Stalin was more kind of aligned with, with Lenin and, and saw him as more of a, as more of a, like a kind of like a bright light for, for, the, for the country to follow. And, and in that way, Stalin was a good supporter of Lenin, but not a good. Great leader for the country. He wasn't. He wasn't made for that. He was made for supporting Lenin. I um, mean, that was his best role. But
0: I think I also think
1: wartime
0: during a time of war, Stalin was a solid leader, just because he was yeah. very much
1: win by any means. I mean, look at Stalingrad. Yeah, like that's oh my what, a, you know every that, every, is that like, what, I think it's one point three deaths million deaths. It's a ridiculous that number. It that number from one battle, in in the USSR. Would be is the same amount as the amount of deaths in the revolution. All of the skirmishes with Native Americans and the Civil War. Add all those numbers up, and it's like just over the one point three number.
0: Yeah, it's. We're talking I mean, three that, wars. That, 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 t- that comes from that order where he's like. If you retreat, you will be shot on sight. You don't. No retreat. Only go forward. That's
1: actually. I mean, we all actually had that. Canadians had that as well. Um, well. It's they, not actually not that special to us, but to, to them, although I'm sure it was, it might have been enforced or like, you know, said I, I think it
0: was enforced more heavily because it was their, like... It was them. It, it was, was their territory. If, was their, they, yeah. if they fall back, they're falling back on their homes. Like, exactly. exactly. If, if, you know, we so fall back, we're going back into France. Yeah, so who,
1: who's... It, 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 I don't think it was very likely of any of them to, to desert anyway, because they're literally fighting for their own families on their yeah. own territory. And so, most of them
0: had already lost a significant amount of his stuff because, you know, we, there were massive bombings
1: and, like... And also the, the the USSR's, like, way of defeating Hitler was, like, if he's going to come in during, during winter, then we're just going to pull... We're going to start burning our own villages and burning across And going all the way back and pulling inland. Because then they're just going to, like, you know... They're just going to camp. and then And then Hitler has to go all the way in. Just doesn't matter how much land they take away from, from Russia or from the USSR because... They of, got them to, to
0: overextend. Exactly. And then just, like, gonna, cut them off.
1: Exactly. And then they can't, they can't get supplies. All the men freeze to death. And it's an easy win. Yeah. It uh, doesn't matter how much land they and take. And
0: historically, it's worked. Uh,
1: you know, the
0: next war they fought, it didn't. But, you know, uh, the Winter War between Finland, okay. they Finland kind of, like, they tried to do the same thing, and they're like, well, Finland's, like, even more the cold.
1: Yeah, well, also, Finland's pretty...
0: Is Finland or Sweden surrounded by mountains? Sweden. Well, no, the Finnish, the Finland War. They like barely got into a uh, Finnish territory. They like just got in, and then Finland actually like was gonna take Soviet territory, and yeah. then uh, the, a lot of the major, major powers were like. A, you know,
1: <laughs> we don't do this but, right. Like, now. I,
0: no, you guys got it. Just just like break even, and they're like, all right, and then they got their independence like officially, because uh, they got independence like a, the mid eighteen hundreds from Russia, and then Russia tried to take them over like three or four times. One, right. uh, and that didn't work any times Obviously, yeah I mean back to globalization
1: yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> global to- trade yeah back to oh, globalization him, yeah. oh
0: like crap yeah <laughs> Uh, we for like halfway. Uh, that was insane. We got so off topic. Uh, globalization. Soviet history. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it is important to talk about that because, you know, the end of World War II kind of was the start, or you're going to make a case for World War One, but World War
1: II in terms of globalization. I think World War II saved America from the, from the Depression, right? We needed that war so badly. If, if World War II had hadn't come about, I don't think we would have gotten out of the Depression and nearly as quickly as we did. And... And in that sense, the way that we started making things, and the rapists are making things, totally true. Yeah. For other countries, I don't know, I think a lot of countries were just kind of left in, like, economical ruin. Yeah. So.
0: Which is kind of why the U.S. was able to take that role as, like, you know. The superpower. Yeah, the superpower. Uh,
1: It was because we were one of the only ones who was still, you know, standing. We were fighting on, on soil that was not ours. And we put not a lot of. I mean, we put we put a decent amount of money in because it was oh, I can't remember the saying. Soviet land or no Soviet has Soviet people. soldiers. Soviet soldiers, English land, U.S. money.
0: Uh, I've heard a different one where it's you know Soviet people or so yeah Soviet people, uh, British intelligence, and then American arms. Arms. Because we sold arms
1: to yeah you know,
0: all countries, uh, and that type of one, but coming off of that, that was kind of like the U.S.'s like first debut was like, hey, we're a super powerful country. Look at us go! And then you know, the Marshall Plan uh, in Germany kind of a lot of Europe became economically dependent on us for a while, because they were like completely destroyed. Yeah. All that stuff. And that... uh, It kind of forced them into doing trade with the US. And those economic trades that uh, came from that... Have persisted to this day. Like, the reason why places like, you know... Germany... I mean, they've been friends with us. They're going to continue to be friends with us. But Germany, friends, Britain... Why they're so, like... Friendly with the US... You can go back to the Marshall Plan, us giving you know money to Western Europe to kind of kickstart their economies and uh, help them recover from World War II. Is kind of the start of that globalization uh, in terms of major economic trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of like you know Vietnam, China, Taiwan, it's more of they took on a role as a manufacturing country, and that's why we're aligned with them is because we needed manufacturing. And they filled our role uh, for a while our main manufacturing place was Japan
1: that makes sense because Japan uh, had nothing they spent they fought all the way tooth and nail all yeah. the end they spent every single slipper they had every boat every aircraft they had and um, they had nothing left and really we bombed up and they had, you know, they had negative yeah I and, mean and then what else can you sell but your, but your labor yeah, that and then we uh
0: we pretty much made them like mini U S for a while. We were like, hey, mm-hmm. you guys get a standing or you guys don't get a military. You uh, so you don't
1: get a space program.
0: You don't get a space program. Your space program is NASA. You can watch us win. Your military is the U S military. You can watch us win. Uh, they didn't really get anything for themselves until around the the like. Or I want to say Japan had like a pretty big economic hardship in like the 90s. Yeah, I think they had some
1: sort of a housing crash. Yeah,
0: they ha- they they basically had their own recession in the 90s. And then uh they still recovering from it too, like like differently. Yes, they are, but it also
1: forced them to change the way their economy worked. I believe so. I believe they started producing more money too. I think their the yen like did something weird. So the yen does, does weird things.
0: Yeah. Uh, but they printed a, or they had their recession in the 90s. And because of that, that's how they kind of switched to their to their current uh, economic model, which, again, is still very similar to the way the U.S. works, where the second, a lot of people, in terms of the second largest financial market, people can look at the European one, but I think there's more people who trade on the Japanese market Like, more Americans trade on the Japanese market than the European market. Because, for a while, the Japanese market has remained pretty constant. Like, there's not too many... There's just not too many factors that can affect it. That's Mm. the problem with the European one, is that the European market is very, like, fluctuating because of how many countries are involved. Uh, You can make the same case for the China one, how there's... You know, China has, like, 1.3 billion people. So many people. Uh, You know, major events can have devastating, you know, impacts on the entire way. Same way in the U.S. it can happen. Where, like, you know, if the U.S. government makes a decision, it could impact the stock market. Uh, The Japanese government usually kind of stays away from their stock market in terms of, like, laws. They just kind of let it play out, let the companies do their thing. Makes sense. Uh, But no, Japan's a really interesting country in terms of, like, you know, their history
1: post-World War II. Post-World War II, they were, like, they're like, um, Hello Kitty, cute anime girl, cute little, cute little toy, and they, they got out of all their war crimes somehow. All of their, um, what was that unit called? Oh, units like 875. Yeah, yeah, it was I a know. three, yeah, three
0: numbers. It's horrible. The uh, biological testing on the Chinese people. The cutting open
1: F- and eating of Japanese food, yeah. Uh, Chinese food, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. Pretty yeah. easy. easy. Um, literally just seeing, like, Let's see how far this Chinese woman can go.
0: Yeah, it's, it was it's awful. The kind of stuff they did. Uh, but no, Japan has been a trading partner for the US for a while. And it's going to continue to be one. And that also stems from that, you know. Just after World War II. A lot of our top trading partners we have military ties with. Like South Korea, you could call a top trading partner for the US. Yeah. And that's because, you know. It's the PD price. Yeah. Uh, After the Korean War, we were like, hey, you're our friend now. Uh, Do you want to trade stuff? And then we're like, can you manufacture stuff for us? And they're like, we can if you want us to. And then the U.S. is like, we want you to. So they started doing manufacturing. Uh, Their little fun recession time was even earlier than the the Japanese. They had theirs in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, when the rest of the world was, like, you know, doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like, people, people, do, you know, look at South and North Korea and are like, oh, North Korea's awful, look at South Korea go. But in the 70s and 60s, it was flipped. North Korea was actually not doing half
1: bad. Well, North Korea's still not doing half bad, but, um, I mean, economically, I mean. Um, for themselves, I, I, if you've seen, like, videos of North Korea, it's, like, they're just as modern as we are. We're not. We're not doing anything like. I mean, I. They. they, they again, videos Congress. inside of North Korea is like kind I'm, of an, like. I'm talking about like YouTube, like American YouTubers who go to North Korea and like take pictures okay. of them. Like,
0: here's the thing: are cuts and crap. He, so okay, I I've seen those videos. It's confirmed that a majority of those are propaganda.
1: No, no, no. I I don't doubt that. There, it, but it's like. If Americans. Americans going to the to the US, I mean Americans in the U S. make their own propaganda material about, no, yeah. about the U S. So it's like if, it's if everything is all going to be to an extent some propaganda. How much of of Korean prop like they really want us to not to not be for propaganda to not be for North Korea same with the thing with China like they they the government corporations the people who want the war the
0: U S. government doesn't want that
1: the, or the... just just. The people who who lobby the U.S. government would not like us to, in any faction, in any sort of way, kind of, not be extremely, disdainful of, so of the North Koreans. They want us to have an enemy. Correct, and I think when you start thinking, you start thinking about like how much they want us to, and then how much you kind of already dislike North Korea, and it's like,
0: why. So then, let me ask you this: What are your thoughts on Trump trying to like make
1: better relations with those countries? Do you think that was a good thing? I think that Trump views North Korea as an absolute dictatorship with a supreme leader, and I'm not saying that he's not a supreme leader. But if you look at their economic, their their um, their voting system, their democratic system, um, it's 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 largely just as checks and balancey wise as our system. It's, it's very similar in that respect. And, and except for it, you don't have this like massive profit motive that c- can corrupt politicians. So you, you just... You, it's like... it's like what So our would system, you say that
0: they have a better government? I wouldn't the say US. they have
1: a better government. I would say that they have a, a less fragile government in the sense... Like, if you've seen the TikTok like banned hearings... Those are very... Yeah, those are funny. That, Yeah. That kind of incompetence is not you know typical of, of a North Korea yeah but,
0: that, but I mean that does kind of come of well, that we know of but that does kind of come from having this great diversity of ideas within there that makes it possible if you can have like cause there's I get the argument where China has one party but many different beliefs inside that I don't know if North Korea is the same I, I haven't seen much like change coming out of North Korea recently
1: I think it's cause they do it by um, by the you know, son father son they just keep
0: it's like a, it's a uh, what is it called monarchy pretty much
1: yeah kind of like that Which, um, they, do they vote they don't really vote they do vote they definitely vote
0: i uh, mean kim jong-un
1: recently unveiled his like daughter he's much, like hey guys i have a daughter how so much the voting the next... how far the, go- the voting goes is kind of up to discussion the same way there are voting it does very little right if voting really did anything they would have taken it away a long ago right because we would, the majority would always vote away the power of the, of the minority. Yeah. You know, we would vote away their economic power in the favor of the majority's economic power, uh, economic power. So, in that sense, like, in any system, at least in any any system that that operates majority that uh, majorly on money and on and on the incentive of, of personal individual over the community. Collective, you're gonna end up with people, or we're gonna end up with a voting system in which voting doesn't really do a lot. Because if it did anything, then we would probably vote away the power of the people who keep it in place. Yeah. So you know, they, we keep voting around as a kind of a misdirect um, to make sure the public thinks that they all have one voice, one opinion. Everyone gets to vote. We're all fair. No one's better than another one because we could be all get one vote. But in reality, if we can all make all we can make all the votes, not matter. We just avoided the problem. I mean, not us, but mm-hmm. the rich people. We can avoid the problem of ever getting their power taken away, just to take all their votes. Do so nothing. You think that, you know. I think that of us, and I think that of many other countries. And I think that. What, that what other countries do you think that All of the Western capitalist countries.
0: Okay. And then I think that it is also prevalent in socialist countries currently,
1: but it operates in a different It operates differently. It operate, it, the votes still don't mean anything, but I think it just goes in a different direction. So you think that, you know,
0: we have voting around is just kind of like uh, kind of like a participation award for the people where it's like, Correct. hey, yeah, that. good job, champ. You're uh, you're participating in a democracy. Yeah. When in reality, it does little to change things. Correct. Like, I OK, I agree with that to an extent where I do think I agree with your idea that and this is this is one that is kind of like. I think if you go far enough on both sides, you reach this conclusion where voting doesn't matter. Uh, but they point fingers at different groups as a result of that.
1: The Like, you know,
0: you can make the argument where it's like, oh, the rich. And then, you know, there's like the conspiracy theory where it's like, oh, the Rothschilds are doing this. Yeah, blah, 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 yeah. Stuff like that. Which I think, you know, I think isn't. I do think banking in the past has had some shady things. I don't think today. And that's what the whole Rothschild
1: thing is also like a big anti Semitic, like kind He's, of. Yeah, I, I didn't even know they were Jewish until yeah. Into like, after you identified research, like, on there, the way that they literally fund central banks of different countries. Yeah. So they, them, like, funding. Countries. Yeah. But and they've, like, funded both sides of wars, which is, like. Countries indebted to you. Like, a whole yeah. country indebted to a family, a person. That's ridiculous. Uh, and I think
0: people use that as a big, like, anti Semitic, like. They do use Cop out, which I think is, like. Totally fair.
1: Yeah. Because originally, the Jewish people were asked to do. To do the banking, because the, the banking was considered, a, um, and not a position of power, it was considered a laborious, laborious, laborious? laborious? Yeah, laborious I don't know. job of medial no, yeah. crap. Mm-hmm. You'd be doing paperwork all day, and you'd be doing numbers all day, and it sucked. And then, eventually, it became what it is today. But Well, it's because I was,
0: uh, they figured, basically, uh, the Rothschilds were the first people who were like, we can loan out money. That was their big kind of like discovery is uh, loaning out money. And then from there, uh, people loaned out stuff. And then, you know, progressed until how it is today. Uh, but yeah, it's a big like anti Semitic cop out that isn't good. So, you know. But it's. the I think the banks are another reason why globalization happens so much is because you have international banks that are funding things throughout the globe like if uh you know let's say uh ghana ghana wants to finance a new building or a new factory let's say ghana wants to make a new factory and they need the money they could go to an american bank and say we need money for this and they and you know the american bank finance it you know and that transaction of money isn't just going to be like okay both sides Great job. They get a factory, they get the bank. Gets money. It's also that you know more. If they want to open up more factories, they're more likely to go back to that American banking system. And then eventually, Ghana could have their own like strong enough financial system where they could finance their own things and stuff like that. That that's the, that's, the theory. that's the theory. yeah yeah that's the theory. But it's in reality, they kind of you... get them hooked and are like, no no no, we have more money. They don't have enough money for you. We have more money. Well, and that's, that's kind of why New York has been like the financial capital is because you know
1: if you want money you go to New York I think I think it says that I don't think it's just that, that we get them hooked I think it's that we don't even allow them to have full control of their factory we make it so that, so that the money always favors the, the bank and never the people who've gone, wherever the country is and, and this way we can, we can make sure that they never become able to support themselves so they always have to come back and we know that the and we make it so that the only country that they the only country that'll say yes to their pleas is us. We make sure that no one else is allowed to finance them because we're the superpower. Mm-hmm. Same thing we do in Cuba. Well, the same thing we used to do in Cuba, and then we embargoed them, and now we do nothing with Cuba.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cuba is a very interesting country because I think if,
1: if they hadn't gone communist, I think they'd be using the dollar. They'd literally be part. Of I communist. I I
0: really do think that. Cuba would I, If not They are If they not like Became a part Like a state Of the US Or they'd probably Make Cuba
1: two states Yeah uh, But I think, they, I think They do it The same thing That they did With Puerto Rico With what? Puerto Rico
0: Yeah a Like a providence Yeah a, But like it's a like, it's like a
1: part Of like the Taxes go to us But they don't get to vote
0: <laughs> They get like, They get a form That just doesn't get They gotta have like Pity elections over there Where it's like You know They get to fill out the form But it's like this isn't gonna get counted, you know, you just get to, like, write down, like, Biden or Trump.
1: Yeah. And they can vote for their own leader who, who no one in Congress will listen to. I don't don't they
0: on. get to sit in Congress, but they don't get to vote on stuff? It's a joke. What the hell?
1: I don't, that's like, I mean, same thing with D.C. D.C. doesn't get a rep. Okay, but everything happens in D.C. Yeah. D.C.'s tiny, so But you isn't leave. it taxation without representation? Yeah, you just, you just leave. Like, it's literally so small. It's already so small. And, yeah, so it's Puerto Rico, and it's it's in the U.S. Though Puerto Rico is not in the
0: U.S. Yeah, but what if you can only afford to live in DC?
1: DC is more expensive <laughs> than, than Maryland. Around it, listen. Someone's got to work
0: the McDonald's that Bill Clinton gets to run to every That's morning.
1: So, someone's got to someone's got to make Trump's burgers, Trump's McDonald's burgers that he obviously oh, he ate entirely for his entire presidency. Yeah, then he
0: fit to the uh, Clemson football team after they won the state championship. Yeah, they normally do, like, a state dinner. He got them, like, uh, McDonald's. What the hell? Yeah. Nah, that's actually cool. Good for him. He can do whatever he wants, I guess. He's, the he, He's like, he's the main president, but, like, when you look at his stuff, you realize that he, like, figured out that he's the president and can do whatever he
1: wants. Yeah. In a way that no one else figured out that they could abuse the system, he figured it out.
0: Yeah. I don't know. My theory was that he was going to leave office and put in some random tax loopholes that make him like even richer. But I can't believe he didn't do that. I totally would have done that. Yeah, he kind of threw in that regard. He, he really well did. for me. Twenty forty, I will make tax tax
1: loopholes for myself. Oh wait, no, was it? No, it was. It must have been twenty twenty. Uh, twenty eighteen when the midterms, and then we we I think we did we get a terms were say yeah eighteen. we, we got a. I think I think there was a Democratic. Majority in the Congress I think we won There was a Democratic Because Because we, we We had the We had the House of Reps And they had the Senate I'm blanking on when it was we impeached them Like we impeached them twice Or whatever Yeah
0: They impeached Trump twice And then the Senate Was Republican majority So they couldn't vote him out Exactly uh, And I don't remember If they needed a super majority To do that They do They do With the super majority So they wouldn't have got supermajority. They would uh, not have gotten 66 now no, they 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 barely got over. They actually got under fifty. Yeah. Uh, for the voting, because they were there were a couple Democrats who abstained, and there were a couple Republicans who voted in favor. Uh, of kicking him out. But you know. That was a whole mess, and then uh. No. Didn't we back out of a couple like important trade deals with Canada and Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. We, we also backed out of like. Paris Accords. Yeah, Ryan, nuclear deal. Yeah, so talking about Mexico and Canada, our two favorite trade partners. We uh, love them. Besides besides, China. And gold. We love gold. We love gold. Thank you, gold. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, because China, uh, Mexico, and Canada, uh, we made this thing under the Clinton administration that was called the... It was an acronym. It was a five-letter acronym that I'm blanking on right now. But it was, like, the Free Trade North America Friendship Act or whatever. And, you know, I'll just call it that. We implemented the Free Trade, you know, Friendship Act. And uh, that made it so easy for Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. to, like, trade goods with each other. And then we realized that there are very few things that all three of us actually wanted to trade with each other. Like... In an ideal world, uh, Mexico or Canada would have taken up a manufacturing role. Or, you know, we could have too, but we didn't really want
1: to. We uh, always move everything to China. It's faster. It's better. Yeah. And,
0: you know, we didn't really, like... The main thing was food. We traded a lot of food with Mexico and Canada. Uh, you know, I'm sure there were other things, too. Like, you know, automotive imports are a big thing for us. Mm. Uh, but... You know, food was the food was the main one. Food was like the biggest thing that we traded with them over, uh, which I think is a solid relationship to have, with, especially with your neighboring countries. Like, I doubt Mexico and Canada and the U.S. are ever going to go to war with each other.
1: Well, what would we go? What even go to war over land? Your you land, and then you know. We don't want Canada. Yeah. We don't want Canada's land. Because I mean, and can even then
0: canada's land is so like all their major cities are right by the border it would be like such an easy win for the u.s because they would have to move like like 400 miles into our territory
1: they probably would be dealing with england what france one of them canada is still part technically of the king's
0: jurisdiction yeah uh canada is a part of the commonwealth uh so i don't remember did they get the day off school when the queen died yeah probably yeah they might have because I know Britain did. Britain got, like, a week off. But, yeah, no, there's still a... Like, I'm pretty sure... Aust- is Australia still in the Commonwealth? Yes. It yeah, is. New Zealand is... Uh... Australia, New Zealand are. That's what that graph was, I'm sure. Yeah, there's, I'm like... Australia sure was on the graph. Mm-hmm. There's, like, four or five countries that are still, like, technically under the... the You know, or the king now. The king's jurisdiction, but, you know... Are they gonna follow that?
1: Yeah. We can even have... <laughs>
0: I guess they do, but yeah. also, like, the, the monarchy has, like, no power anymore.
1: Yeah, they got rid of their own power, so they don't get, get
0: their head shot. I of. guess so. Was that a Queen Elizabeth thing? Did she do that?
1: I think they made their power more public than institution, you know? The institution, yeah. They maintain their money. Um, Which I don't think any of them
0: have a problem with, really. It's more just, like, on neat whatever.
1: Mm. It's, like, Depends on cool what, what you're talking to. The Britons are very glad to pay taxes to the Queen. We don't care that much. No. Ireland, however, the Irish, had a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> the Irish did have a big problem. Uh, we can yeah. save that
0: for another time. Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, Margaret Thatcher is an interesting character. All right, we're gonna conclude this podcast with that, and is our second see you, to last one. We will maybe. see you in the fifth one. Goodbye.